readings from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. Hear these words of scripture. At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, go tell that fox, I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day, I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often have I longed, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Elizabeth. We are in our second week of Lent. Lent is the time before Easter in which we prepare ourselves for the gift of grace on Easter morning. And often we do this through restraint and confession and piety, and it can feel like we're trying to earn the resurrection hope of Easter. But this week, it marks two years since our worlds shut down and our worlds change forever because of COVID-19. And it feels like we've been living underneath this cloud of COVID for 40 years and we're exhausted and we're just plain tired from all of the struggle. And so this year's Lenten journey is going to look a little bit different. With this worship series full to the brim, we are going to practice Lent in a way that we learn the truth that there's nothing we can do to earn the gift of grace on Easter morning. And we're going to be reminded of the truth that God fills us to the brim with God's spirit, God's love and hope, courage and joy, even in the midst of our exhaustion and our suffering. And we're going to emphasize the promise that is our baptisms, that God has already claimed us, and that as God's own beloved children, there is nothing we can do or will ever do to change or erase that truth of being God's beloved. So let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When I was growing up, my grandparents had a farm. And I remember going to gather eggs from the chicken coop. Now this chore always filled me with excitement as well as nervousness. It was, I was excited because it was like a treasure hunt each time we went because we didn't know how many eggs we were going to get, what color were the eggs going to be, what hens were going to be there. And it was, I was also nervous because my grandma told me, and she always warned me, that 
I wasn't supposed to get between the hens and her chicks. Because if I did, then the hen would chase me and try to peck me. And that terrified me. Because mother hens are very protective of their chicks. A a hen will try to chase danger away, but first she'll warn you. She'll fluff out her feathers and make spread out her wings and make herself look as big as she possibly can. And then she'll spread out her tail and she'll growl loudly at you to, to warn you and gather her chicks underneath those wings that are all spread out and puffed out. And then if she still thinks that you're a threat, that's when she will kick and scratch and peck at you to get you to step off. And this is the image that I have when I read this scripture for today. Jesus as a mother hen who wants to and desires to draw her young under her wing when danger threatens them. Now, the danger that we see in this scripture is King Herod. He is, and he calls, Jesus calls him a fox. And I had someone in the first service say, where did you get this translation that says a fox? And I said, um, it's a normal translation. It's just, but, and it's an interesting word for them to use, for Jesus to use to describe Herod, but it fits really well with this metaphor of a hen, because a fox is the most feared chicken killer. Foxes are sly and cunning, and they're voraciously destructive, and they strike just when your guard is down. They watch you in waiting. So it's this good metaphor for Herod, because he was part of this family where murder was a casual pastime, to them. His father, King Herod the Great, murdered three of his sons, one of his wives, and one of his mothers-in-law, along with former friends and servants. And then in the Gospel of Matthew, we see that he tried to kill Jesus when Jesus was barely out of the cradle. And as his father's son, this Herod was every bit as lethal. Herod was out to protect his empire, his power, his wealth, his authority. And he would stop anyone who would try to get in his way. So it's in the face of this evil that Jesus is like a mother hen, standing up to this fox of Herod and desiring to gather Jerusalem under her wings. But Jerusalem, they're like little chicks who don't want to accept the protection of Jesus. So in this metaphor, we see two things about Jesus. First, we see that going to Jesus, accepting the the protection of Jesus, it's a choice. Yes, Jesus wants to protect us, care for us, but Jesus isn't going to force us in under his wings. Jesus isn't going to pull us, but is going to wait for us. We have to choose. Yes, God. Yes, Jesus, I want your help, your protection, your care in my life. And then we also, we see Jesus' unconditional love. In the Gospels, we know that 
Jerusalem hasn't always treated Jesus particularly well. They challenged him. They judged him. They tried to trick him with questions about what they thought, what they knew to be true. And yet it's clear from today's scripture that Jesus still loves them. Jesus loves the people of Jerusalem so very deeply, no matter how far they try to push him away. All he wants to do is protect them like this mother hen. He says, I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. And whatever they do, their actions, they can't and they don't change that. And that's what true, unconditional love looks like. We can be frustrating. We are the chicks in this metaphor. And if you have children, if you know of children or know someone who has children, they can be a little frustrating at times, right? Yes? We're God's children, and we can be frustrating too, right? Yeah. Oh, you guys didn't laugh at that one. I see how it is. But even no matter how much we can be frustrating, God will not push us away. God will intentionally pull us under God's wings, remaining with us, loving us, even if and no matter what. We don't have King Herod to contend with, but we do have our own foxes, right? We have those things in our lives that try to tear us apart. And God is there with wings spread out, ready to protect us. Especially as we look at this time preparing for Easter, for Good Friday, and we think about a hen, right, who has her, her wings out like this. Yes, you guys are looking at me like I'm a crazy person. And they, they're doing it online, too. I know they are. But this is the hen. Thank you, Owen. I appreciate it. And then Jesus on the cross, right? Isn't that a cool image? That is the mother hen spreading her wings for us. No matter what you have done, no matter what you will do in your life, you are loved, you are protected, and you are invited into the protection of God's wings. Glory to God. Amen. Now, during our next song, I invite you to share prayers. If you are joining us online at prayer at brexelumc.com or in the comments on Facebook, and let us stand as you are able as we sing our next song and prepare our hearts for prayer.
with no point of reference. You spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of life. And as you speak, a hundred billion galaxies aboard.
We have several prayers that have come through. Shelly asked for prayers for Fred, um, healing from his surgery, and for prayers for Deb and Phyllis and Dion, for, who are battling cancer, as well as for Barbara, as, um, who has Behet's syndrome. And then Janet asked for prayers for healing and pain relief for Stephanie, who's having back surgery next Saturday. And then um, prayers for the Abel family as they gather to say their final goodbyes to their mom, Priscilla. And also prayers of healing for eight-month-old Rowan, who had surgery this past week and is healing. And then also prayers for all those who are in Ukraine and for those in the war there. And we know along with... Um, prayers for Ukraine, that they also um, are in need of financial assistance. And I am grateful for UMCOR, United Methodist Committee on Relief. And if you, when you give through UMCOR, 100% of what is given goes directly to the cause. And so um, that is a way that um, if you feel led to give to that, that international relief and disaster response there, then you can just write or, or online um, put Ukraine or UMCOR and we can get it directly to where it needs to go. And it's good that we're able to unite as a church and, and do that. And then also we have united as a church um, to raise funds for the Nehemiah mission. And it is a joy that as a congregation we have raised $1,235 
And so that means that along with that, the missions committee is gonna give $1,000 and there's also $1,000 that an anonymous donor has given as well. So that 1,000 magically turns into $3,235. Jesus math, yay! So, and Nehemiah is an awesome ministry in Cleveland, and it's so great that we can come together as a church and that we can um, pray and also put our prayers into action and care for people. And it's just, it's good. Um, I just, I stand up here and I just look out at all of you and I see all the names coming through on Facebook, and it just fills my heart with joy to see all of you and to see us gathering as the community of faith. So let us go to our Lord in prayer. God, you know us so well, and we are amazed by you. Your love never runs out, your hope never runs dry, and your joy never gives up. We wish that we could be more like you in that way. God, in a world that loves scarcity, your abundance is shocking. And in a world that knows fear all too well, your joy is compelling. And in a world that knows anxiety, your peace is captivating. We long for these things in our lives. And so today we ask you to be with us on the hamster wheel of life. Be with us when compassion fatigue rears her ugly, head, ugly and frustrated head. Be with us when stress makes it hard to breathe and when self-doubt pushes in close. God, be with us when exhaustion becomes constant or when loneliness becomes our primary language. Be with us and show us the way to the life you long for us to live. Oh God, show us a life of expansive faith, of overflowing joy, engrossing purpose, and God, honest and beautiful beauty in your name. Show us a life that is as honest and rich and meaningful as the one that Jesus led. And until that expansive and that holy day, God, we will continue to gather together to worship you and look for you in our midst. So pour out a double portion of yourself onto our bodies and our souls so that we might catch a glimpse of your goodness here and now. God, we pray all of these things in the beautiful name of Jesus as we pray together the prayer he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Before we leave here today, I want to give you a few opportunities of how you can live into our mission of creating safe spaces to grow with God and one another, not only here, but out in the world. 
And our first is for here to share your opinion in our survey on our Sunday morning schedule. Um, what is going well, what can be tweaked, and how we can grow together into the church that God wants us to grow into. Today is the last day to take the survey, so I encourage you to do that. It just takes a few minutes, and your opinion matters to us. And then also we have an opportunity to be in determined service together at Camp Wanakee on April 9th. This is a Saturday, and children of all ages, from the littles all the way to those who, I, what's the op opposite of a little is a lot, a lot of years, we'll go with that. Those who are a lot of years or a little years can come and participate and, and be in community and help Camp Wanakee prepare for their summer. And so I encourage you to sign up for that on our LinkedIn and then also on our LinkedIn is a sign-up and information about Vacation Bible School. This year's VBS will be the week of July 11th through the 15th, and it will be out in the parks, the Brexville Reservation, and it's going to be a fantastic time. I think the theme this year is food trucks, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And so I encourage you to... Um, Sign up for it. If you have any kids that are in your life, encourage them to sign up, or you can help out in the weeks um, leading up to it, that week, or even afterwards. We need lots of help to show, show love to all of the kids who are going to be there. So you can find out more information by contacting Jenny at jenny at brexelumc.com, or you can also go to our link tree, our website, call into the church office. We would love, love, love to help you to get connected into our church community. And so with that, let us receive this week's benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen.
such a wonderful week.